Isn't it a shame? Nice. Because it's the most beautiful place, but it's abandoned. And isn't that what heartbreak is? It's not that you're sad about what's happening. It's because you lost something that at one point was good in some way. I was born ready. And with that, welcome back to Liquid Gold. Where V-Day means wine day and the Psalms are on retainer. This is the special heartbreak episode of Liquid Gold today. Ouch. And we have a very special guest that we're going to tell you all about. Sitting to my right is my co-host, Mr. Kenneth Dedman. Kenneth, how are you today? Doing great, Mike. How are you? Doing great. It's great to see you. Thank you for uh, contributing to this potluck and all this lovely food that we've got. We've got a lot of wine. We've got a lot of food to get to. Our hearts are broken, or at one point they definitely were. Um, so we're going to talk all about that. My name is Mike Wolf, your host today. Do check us out at the new website, liquidgold.show. You can go back in the archives, check out all the crazy stuff that we have talked about. Maybe go back and listen to Tea Punch episode with none other than Ed Hamilton. How about that time we talked daiquiri with Sally Gatza? Or maybe the time we talked Whiskey and Tall Tales with none other than Charlie Nelson. You can also find uh, the Books and Booze series that we did with Amy Stewart, Lisa Donovan, Alice Randall, some incredible authors. We are going to be getting back into some Books and Booze content later this season. So lots to check out at liquidgold.show. And always brought to you by We Own This Town, weownthistown.net, and our producer, Mr. Michael Eads. Shout out to Michael. He is sitting in the wood-paneled control room high atop the towers here at we own this town here in wedgwood houston right up the hill from our friends at bastion all right we should jump in we've got a lot to talk about today we have a very special guest i call her the oligarch of all factory sense <laughs> she is uh just an incredible wine professional. She's a wine director here at Audrey here in Nashville, a new restaurant. So that makes us colleagues. Um, and I've had a ton of fun working with her and getting to know her. It is my pleasure to welcome Miss Jody Bronstein to the show. Yay. Welcome, welcome, Jody. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. It's so great to have you. We have uh, we have a lot to get to. So why don't we dive in here okay. now? Jody and the wine team at Audrey every night. They do a, a pairing for all the courses that come um, like a flurry there at Audrey. So you're, she's, she's extremely well-versed in pairing. We're going to be pairing wines and music and wine and food. We're, she's going to give some, some tips on how you can pair wine with food. But we're also talking five wines to pair with heartbreak because while maybe not everyone is in love right now, definitely everyone has had their heart broken and most people, at least people listening to this show, love wine. So, Jody, what yes. is this first wine that we're going to get into? I feel like we need to set the stage more than that. You know, I feel like there's different kinds of heartbreak. Mm. And so I can only speak from my own experience. So what I what I did with choosing these was think about, I tried to be cost effective, except yeah. for the ones that were like, fuck it, my heart's really broken. Sure. And then you just want to like hurt yourself maybe like you everybody has their own addictions like food right mm -hmm. uh, compulsive spending so like i tried to really hit on what 
else you would do when your heart was broken. Sure. I left out drugs because, <laughs> like, you know, we're going to keep it R. And also, I just never did drugs. Yeah. But I do like to date people that have drug problems. So it gives me know. something to fix. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll be addressing that. I don't know. Sure. I also like people that compulsively work out and take steroids. Um, oh, wow. And so we could talk about some anger issues, maybe. Like, mm. I could, we could work that into the wine, I think. I also thought that all the cheerleaders on the senior varsity squad were virgins when they graduated. Like, I have a little Pollyanna in me. And so I never really know until somebody else tells me. And I'm like, well, that fucking makes sense. This guy just eats Taco Bell. How does he look like this? You know, so then you figure it out. Yeah. Fun fact, I used to be a fitness trainer. Mm. You wouldn't know that now I'm a plus size model. And I eat whatever I want. Wow. Yeah. I love it. You know what? We recovered. There's dip here. We've got like strawberry shortcake. I don't even know what that is. That's gorgeous. There's baguettes. Everything is beige. Mm. Which is kind of my favorite food color, so I'm down. Perfect, and yeah, uh, let's just let's just throw a shout to Dozen Bakery right up the street, and Justin, our homie up there. This is yeah. what the spread. Should we do it together? Like. Yeah, Should we do it do together? It. Ready? One, two. Oh yeah. Oh man. You know you Whoa. like. You know you like that. How about that crackle? Yeah. Oh my Very lord. Inappropriate. All right, what are we? Uh, what are we? What are we getting okay, into? Okay, so here? you know I have a. a I almost wrote my thesis at UVA on something called synesthesia, and synesthesia is where your brain. Uh, works a little bit differently. And I feel like everybody is synesthetic to some degree. What synesthesia is, is when the senses kind of meld in your brain. Like the number five for me is always blue, mm. right? Sometimes when someone touches me, I'll see colors. Mm. And that's how I know it'll probably work, actually. Is it like that with music? Because oh, I see yeah. colors with music and 100%. you hear colors and all that. Yeah. Rhapsody in Blue mm. was yeah written based on art. Yeah, there's mm. it's, so if art gives you like if you get like sound and scent and music and touch, uh, all sort of mixed up in your brain a little. But that's how my brain works for pairings, and I almost didn't even realize that until today. Mm. I was supposed to pick five wines for Heartbreak, and instead everything else came jumping out at me. I was like, this is the music pairing for this. This is the food pairing for this. These mm. are the colors. This is what you'd be reading. Mm-hmm. But then you don't know if that's your own like subjective experience with it or whether other people have it. But if you have a synesthetic brain, like oh, like it's something like eighty-eight percent of all people that have one think that five is blue. So that's they it is now. It that's is crazy. now. Five is blue. Five is blue forever. You we guys. got there. Yeah. Mm. So I guess I should just jump in. Uh, let's start with a wine that is one of my favorite coworkers. Her favorite wine. It's the first wine that she's on the wine team and she put it on the list. And it's gorgeous, and it's from the most beautiful place ever. So this wine is uh, called Les Pirouettes, and it is uh, Tutti Frutti de Stéphane, 2018, and it's from Alsace. And I really like wine for me is story, um, just like food, too. And so this wine was created instead of Alsace, and it uses a bunch of different things. Oxawa, I think there's uh, Gewürztraminer, Muscat, mm-hmm. Pinot Gris, Pinot Blanc, mm. you know. And uh, a lot of people don't drink wines from Alsace. If you're in Alsace and you're eating choucroute and, you know, charcuterie and you're looking at the gingerbread houses, if you go to Alsace, you'll cry every day. It is fucking gorgeous. The wines are gorgeous. You know, we've talked about some wines from Alsace and uh, with Jess Backus, our cocktail correspondent down in Charleston. Um, She loves those wines. What is it about that area that makes such special wines? I mean... It, it's it's literally the most beautiful place you've ever seen. It's like, I, the, okay, the first time I went, and this is super ghetto, but I'm going to go there. I'm going to tell you. The first time I ever left the country, and we were in a place like that, we were in Alsace, and, uh, or maybe it was Germany. Anyway, the same thing. All the, like, the gingerbread houses. It looks like it's out of Hansel and Gretel, but mm. without the murder and mm. child abuse. 
and neglect, <laughs> right? So on a higher level than that. It's absolutely gorgeous. The exposition is gorgeous. The mountains are gorgeous. It's this like, there is a lot of geological activity there as there are in most wine regions. So there's a million different soil types there. Right. And uh, it gives the wines a lot of concentration. Mm. Also, they specialize in white. There's only one red grape allowed in wines labeled from Alsace and it's Pinot Noir. And as someone who worked for Schombrock for almost six years beforehand, I started off loving only reds. And then when you pair with those foods that are bright, you know, lots of elements, you know, there's a vinegar that's produced for a vegetable to layer the flavors on. And you really need a white, you need bright acidity. And so you use it as tools. Alsace always adds a little bit of weight to everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's warmer there. So it's just beautiful. So anyway, this this one is um, kind of a fun thing. A guy was like, hey, listen, guys, I'm tired of watching all these biodynamic and organic grapes get put into like co-op wines or not being treated special. And that's kind of my jam for most wines if I put them on the list. Is it a 100-year-old carry-on vine nobody cares about? It was like left because nobody could replant. It was literally poverty. They kept it there. Now it's 100 years old. Fuck yeah, let's buy it. Like, mm. I want that. That's what we had on the list last night, actually, mm. uh, for pairings with the beef. So he said, like, let's do something fun. And that's where the name Les, uh, Les Vons Pirouettes comes from. It's both that it's something super fun to make, but also that it takes a lot of mastery to be able to do this. And so it's this, like, I hate the word natural wine uh, because people like to fight about it. So instead what I will say is it's intentionally made. They're not trying to put anything in it that's extra. They're not putting makeup, Botox, or they're not using oak as a spice here. Um, they're just sort of, they're manipulating it. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. If you are a winemaker, you are manipulating wine. You're doing something, whether it's in the vineyard or it's in, you know, it's in the cellar. You're doing something to it. And it is intentional on purpose. It's just not, it's just different than what other people think of. But it is, let's taste this, baby. Mm -hmm. It is on the nose, it's kombucha y. Yeah. yeah it's for sure. like vinegary kombucha, yum yum. It's unfined, unfiltered. So it's a little bit cloudy and hazy. Thank God for kombucha because honestly, like, it's made people more willing to try these wines. Um, this one is balanced. Okay, there's, oh, very there's much so. yeah, there's nothing in this that you're like, oh my god, this I might die of dysentery if I drink this. And sometimes I find there are certain natural wines that I'm like, um, I don't even want to put this in my mouth. Yeah, and if that makes me an asshole, that's fine. It reminds me of cider a little bit. It's got sure. some of that like Paris some cider. of the oh yeah oh yeah, what'd you say. Perry. Oh, I love Perry. Oh my, maybe that's why. See, yeah, I love to be. I'm consistent. Yeah. So this is like super bright. It's got this like tiny bit of volatile acidity, which smells a little like. And this is not pejorative. I'm just speaking to the wine people out there. Tiny bit, which is a little like nail polish remover. A tiny bit of acetone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not in an unpleasant way. You have to believe me when I say that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't have picked the wine. I would have picked something different. Right. Right. So on the palate. It's like, it's got some skin contact. So it literally gives the, you've got the like, the sensation of tannins because of that skin contact. Mm -hmm. So it literally throws a bunch of fruit on your palate, hence tutti frutti. And then it takes it away and it cleans your palate. So this with, I think anything greasy, I'm going to go straight to like my heartbreak foods. Mm. I head straight to Chick-fil-A. I want to go to Chick-fil-A. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, I, because it's like, a more, a slightly more proper way to disabuse your body, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's not McDonald's, I'm not that depressed. 
I, I, <laughs> I want a flour on the table. I want the option of dipping sauces. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it gets to the point where we're going to Chick-fil-A maybe four times a week, that's when I, you really need to, like, I might need to talk to someone. Um, if you're but doing the, all your emailing in the, in the waiting for the drive-thru. If you're not you know. emailing at all, that's how you really know. <laughs> you're just, you're not. Not returning messages. You're not, you don't turn the lights on at all in your house yep. for days at a time. And you're there at night. Maybe there's something wrong. Right. Um, but Chick Fil A four days a week is two thirds of the days that they're open. I know. That's true. I know this. Nice. Uh, we we're open seven days a week now at Audrey. That's a shameless plug. Um, but I'm gonna work it back in. So I was literally gonna go there and bring like guys. You need a separate podcast on what the hell is going on with these roads. You take your life in your hands. Oh yeah. I'm new. Yeah, to, I'm new to Nashville. I need somebody to tell me. I need someone to give me an explanation that I will understand. Is everybody that can fix the roads dead? Is I, it a supply chain problem? I like to call it a political climate change. Oh, high five. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know, but it's terrifying. If you have a new car, don't come to Nashville. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You, you get a hoopty and drive through here because you're going to, it's rough. Anyway, back to the wine. So this wine to me, um, if you have a heartbreak, it's high acid. And what it's going to do is it's literally going to like either contrast with the darkness you're feeling or you can be on the upswing. This is a, this is a wine that has a dual purpose. This wine, the Tutti Frutti for heartbreak is when you're kind of on the upswing as well. So I've done some p- music pairings for it. Would you like to hear them? Oh, excellent. Let's do it. Yeah. Valentine by Snail Mail is mm. one of my favorite songs ever. Mm. And That's it's great. like, they're, it's not going well, but she just adores this person. She knows that he's a fuck boy and she doesn't care. She just stills really into it. Mm. And it's actually really, lo- it's very well done, you know, sure. former poetry major. I also want to throw in uh, the new version of Toxic Pony. Have you heard this? Mm-mm. Pony mixed with Toxic by Britney Spears. Oh, wow. Fucking, di- it's dynamite. Mm, so that's when you're back on the upswing. Back when you're like, ironically, like, I will love again one day. And the song's so ridiculous, and you'll watch Magic Mike again, and then you'll laugh, and then you're back on top. That's how I feel. Also, Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches. A classic. Oh, yeah. It's Peaches. a classic. Classic. You know, that's anything great for that ends, it really is, you mm-hmm. know, because maybe you're feeling that. I'm not. I'm a liar. I'm a, I'm a huge romantic. I think I'm not, but I am. And uh, so I don't live like that. But honestly, I'm glad that people do. And I end up dating those exact people. So there we are. You live vicariously through them. A hundred percent. I go to work on time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a job that I love. Like, I'm not. I'm, yeah. Yeah. You can. You can do all that. So that's what I feel like this wine does. Tutti Frutti de Olivier. I love uh, it. Actually, it's not de Stefan, it's Olivier. Sorry, 2018 Tutti Frutti. Um, and it's just gorgeous. It's it's happy. It's fun. It can go with literally anything. You can pair it with like you're on the upswing watching the sunset and you're feeling like you you know there's hope in the future. This one will snap you out of the the biggest doldrums, I think. This is the most enthusiastic of the wines that I've picked today. I was going to finish with it, but this is like, we don't have to. Let's go out of order. Yeah, right? and I love that you mentioned um, that that region known for like heavily concentrated wines. And that's what I feel like you get here. You get this, you get brightness, you get super aromatic, you get all those kind of cidery, funky kind of aromatics too. But there's it's very complex for how kind mm-hmm. of bright and lovely it is. Like so. heartbreak. Like when you're on the mend again, when you're like, all right, well... I'm gl- you know what? The bright part of heartbreak heartbreak is like you're like uh, I'm glad it well, happened. There were, there were the times. There were those I'm glad times. it happened. I won't, I won't forget. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there mm-hmm. was that one time. 
and then it, or whatever. Yeah. But you're like, okay, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm glad that happened. You know, what, what's the, the saying? I never, I never lose. I learn. I win or I learn. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. You should wa- wash yourself with this wine. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wa- just like dump it's, it all over. It's really it, ba- like, baptized. Buy two myself. bottles and yeah. It's really buy two bottles. That's good. It's, that's it's happy. That's the kind of fucking wisdom you bring. It is. I and you know what? That. So, but honestly, this should be at the end. I was trying to give like, I was trying to do like a narrative where you're on the upswing, but let's Maybe start. we'll come back to it. Honestly, I think we fucking should. Yeah, let's full I'm circle. sorry I'm cussing so much. I don't know why I'm so much a merchant marine today. We have a quota. So, oh, do you? Have I exceeded it? It'd be nice no, if we got no, up to, to I think, meet. I heard Casino. Oh, ooh, very sexy. The, the movie Casino, I think is like 400 fucks or something like that. 400. Oh, Ginger. I think it's got the record. Wasn't Ginger? But, you know what? I think a lot about Ginger. I do. What a way to end. She fucked it all to hell. Oh, yeah. Which is why we don't talk about drugs, because honestly, she could have taken that money and that kid, and she could be in uh, Galicia right now making soap. God, Ginger. What God a performance. Damn it, Ginger. Mm. She was so pretty. Can we rope her into the pairing? Like, pair uh, Sharon Stone's performance in Casino with that wine. That performance is... Like, deceptively complex. No, it's a cork bottle of your favorite wine. Mm. That's that. That's mm. that's what she did. Oh, like, I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah there was... Good. She could have been excellent, and mm. then she she got that that drug addiction was the cork taint, was the TCA mm. that fucked up the rest of her life. But you know what? Also, how sad for him that he didn't care. He, he, he knew that she didn't love him. He was like, just take this money. How sad yeah. that that was the hustler and a guy who didn't love himself enough. Yeah, to be with someone that really loved him. Totally. You know, but he God. was he was honest with himself about it, though. I know, but he, God, just fucking get better, he knew bro. He, pull, he, he knew he couldn't pull that. He was already old. So. Well, and he was playing the odds, and that was, was one play- game he could not play. The odds was the game of love. Oh, my. <laughs> and we're gonna break right. for a commercial. Wow, <laughs> sexy. And it's a casino <laughs> podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> High five! All right, uh, that's I'm in it. I'm in that prosciutto. That's prosciutto. Prosciutto. Anyone? So I want to I want to set the stage here. There's prosciutto with scoops and salsa. It's on the same plate. On the same plate. It's really dynamite. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna wrap a chip around it. Oh, I love this it. This is gonna be a melding between Italy and um, uh, genetically modified corn from the United States. It's like Do European Taco around? Bell. Europe. Oh, so Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell is gonna be featured in the heartbreak episode. Yeah, we talk about Taco Bell at Audrey. I feel like I feel like we're all I, fans. But yeah, I talk about it maybe too much almost. It might be a problem. I have asked people, how many nights a week can you eat at Taco Bell before we actually like, we should be concerned? And then the person I asked was like, there's not a limit. And I was like, oh, that's why we all work together. Heard. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Should we talk about the second wine? So these wines, the five wines, I only have two reds. And I'll tell you why. Because I have been down before, but I just feel like I need to issue a disclaimer. I feel like wine is like children and it actually offers hope. I do not drink wine to punish myself. I don't drink wine to I don't drink wine like I'm sad. So I'm drinking wine. Wine to me is very hopeful. And uh, yeah, I guess inspirational. I, I have a, I have a lot of respect for it and not in a like a douchebag. I'm trying to be better than you way. That's not the case. It's mm. just that like. Everybody, like, I've come from a long line of people that should not be drinking alcohol, so I'm very cognizant. I didn't get drunk mm. for the first time until I was 38. In Myrtle Beach, wait for it, on Malibu rum and pineapple juice. Oh, nice. What the fuck? That's how a many tough hangover. How... Did you want to die the next yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no orange I, juice? I, no, I threw up on my friend's retainer in her bathroom and then just, like, casually rinsed it off, and I never told her. 
I think about that a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably good you throw it worse. at that point. Yeah. So I have not. I have not. Anyway, so yeah, that was very stupid. But the good news is it makes me a good sommelier because I don't judge people for their choices. I'm like, yeah, okay, so you're right here on the spectrum. We all start there. I mean, you don't roll out like when I was 12, the first thing I got drunk on was uh, Oban uh, scotch. You fucking sure didn't, didn't. Right. It was something sweet. That's what we do. We go from there and it moves back and forth, right? Yep. So... I don't necessarily, I drink wine to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the case for everyone, but I'm going to think it is. Yeah. Like I'm on team wine for hope, just like children. Mm-hmm. Like we just had a baby in our family. Well, my cousin did and she's one. And like, I was like, okay, well, I guess no one can die because this baby's a fucking amazing. And we all need to stay around and see what, look at this little sunshine. You get to watch her eat cake. And she goes, mm. and you're like, yes, girl. <laughs> You get it. That's how we know you're ours. That's how I feel like wine is. Like if you are drinking wine, I think it's going to snap you out of it. Mm -hmm. At least a little bit. Yeah. You know? So look, can we talk about Brock Love? Let's do it. Because this is of the wines that you picked. This is one that, um, because I worked at Woodland for a little while. You did? I didn't know that. This is a bottle that, you know, I would take home sometimes Mm -hmm. with my little employee discount. Um, So I love this wine and I'm, I'm really glad you chose it. I, you I know what like I picked? It's... I picked it at the last minute. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because I was like, it wasn't because it was called Love Red either. It's called Brock Sellers Love Red, mm. and I didn't do that on purpose for the episode. I didn't. It just was like I was like, you know what? This is like love. This wine appears bright and juicy and full of fruit and lighthearted, and it's not. There's a bunch of old vine carrying on in here. There's a bunch of like really beautiful winemaking and. Um, hold on, I'm trying to do a million things at once here. I want to mm-hmm. bring this up. Yeah. Get the exact sipage, which means recipe. Okay, so this is 72% carry-on and 8% Syrah from the North Coast. Uh, 20% Valdigi. Uh, Valdigi is also known as Napa Gamay, and the only time you see it is usually they're fairly old vine. And when you think about why you would have old vine Valdigi and old vine Carignan, especially in the North Coast. Or, and that's a lot of the wines that I buy from California are like right in this jam right here. Like even um, Frog's Leap, they made a Valdigi this year and Frog's Leap is fire, do not be fooled. Mm-hmm. It is uh, biodynamic, they don't put anything on the label, they take care of their employees. They have, they have an organic farm, your kids can come, your dogs can come, they can literally eat raspberries off the bush. There's bees, they did a Valdigi this year and it was from vines that were planted in 1947 that are still in Napa. And why do you not pull up those vines? Well, it's probably not because you're an iconoclastic badass and you're like, we're going to save these for the future. Someday. Yeah, yeah. I just, I want someone to have a $38 bottle. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, this, this vine's producing like fucking eight grapes per cluster, like nothing. It's producing nothing, but what it's producing is gorgeous. Mm. A lot of that comes from poverty. You couldn't afford to replant. Yeah. You just left it there. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're organic because you also couldn't afford the chemicals when they came out. Mm. So great. That works out in our favor. Right. So this is, I like to support this. Um, it's a lot of this. It comes from the Green Valley in Solano County, which is right on the eastern edge of Napa. It's very pretty. It's really approachable. But also it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like love. For instance, you have a situation ship, right? And you're mm. like, this is just going to be this. And then once you agree that it's just going to be that, then everyone starts to be like, oh, wait, no, I'm not about this anymore. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like this wine. You know, it starts off like fun, juicy, fresh, can pair with like anything. I want this with barbecue. 
you know, you want this with like some spicy food because the tannins are fairly manageable, even though they're a little bit grippy. You can do some good stuff here. You can do some mission Chinese five spice like things. Oh, yeah. A little Chinese food 100%. and love red. That'd be a 100%. hell of a it would be dynamite. Day. Alone or together. It would be delicious. Then you could pick what movie to watch, you know. Um, I'd like to recommend the Lord of the Rings extended version because you can't be too sad once you watch all those people get killed. And That's honestly, right. yeah, take your sorrow to a faraway land. A hundred percent. You know, look at Legolas. That guy, he's not in a bad mood. He's killing all kinds of motherfuckers <laughs> and looking tasty. And that's going to be you when you're over this heartbreak. And Brock Love is going to do it. And so it's that type of thing where you're like, it seems like it's casual, but it's not. There's intention here. And there's like, you're doing something beautiful with things that are not primarily considered beautiful by most. Oh, wow. Like your situationship. Like you're like this guy. We don't have the same intelligence level, but fuck, he is delicious. And then you're like, wait, he's funny. Wait. Then you start waking up early to make some breakfast sandwiches. That's it. That's when you know. When you're like, hey, remember when I said I didn't care about who you slept with? Okay, so I'm recanting that. I can't. I'm I'm done. I can't do this. (laughs) These are true this story. is an amazing color. Isn't it it's gorgeous? It's like got, a, got some fuchsia thing going on, which yes, is nice and romantic. So. Mm-hmm. It's happy. Mm. It's a happy color. And it's also like, it's a, it's also a pretty juicy, enthusiastic wine. You can do this with anything and it's going to be great. All this wine that we have today brings pleasure. I'm not about hurting yourself with wine. I'm just not. Like I didn't pick like, we're going to drink this fucking corked Chinon. That is just mean. Mm-hmm. Punches yeah, you in the face. For, for heartbreak. Yeah, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be punched in the face. With wine. It starts out like it's going to be this kind of like easy going, easy drinking red that you could pair with a million things, but then it gets kind of deep. It does. It's like there's more to this. There is more to it. There's a lot going it. on here. The finish gets, gets kind of serious. It really does. I've paired this with the song. Have you heard the song Alabama Haint? Mm-mm. Y'all. Alabama. I just got rid of my Spotify, so I ain't why listening did you, to this shit. Why did you do that? I just wanted to do it anyway, but uh, you, when you everyone did? else started doing it, I felt like I could do it for a cause instead oh. of doing it to save 15 bucks i literally just bought the year because i was not playing around alabama haint oh my god we just need to listen to just to the chorus oh y'all fucking buckle up ready I could tell it's like i get all this tape hiss and acoustic guitar Covered in foxglove. Covered in foxglove. Yes, bitch. I see him when you sing. I the wind Wait for it. You know how you were saying. Wait for it. Nope, we're talking. <laughs> I saw your sundress start to cling. Wait. Oh, All right, here we go. That song just made me break out in a sweat. It is beautiful. That's great. It's beautiful. And those guys are wonderful, by the way. That's a great one. 100%. All right. So we've we've cleaned our glasses out and uh, we're ready for uh, another round here. What's exciting about this next wine that you've picked out 
is it's a Riesling. And uh, a lot of wine professionals that we've had on this show before have talked about how versatile, how amazing Riesling is. We talk about it at Audrey. You use it in pairings. You use a lot of different ones. What is it about Riesling that makes it go so well with all these different foods? And why is it such a misunderstood grape? It's a misunderstood grape because um, like, if you get the Rumors album by Fleetwood Mac, right? And you open it up on the inside. There's a, Stevie Nicks is holding a bottle of Blue Nun in it. Mm. And, mm. you know, I'm older than everybody here, but I remember, I remember when my mom would have parties in Southern California, which is where I was till I was seven, that, I mean, this was the, that whole music time with everything, that whole, like, so- Southern California, like, AM revival, like, all the fucking music, all of it. Linda, Linda Ronstadt, the Eagles, you know, Stevie Nicks, like Hall Notes when they first started, like all of it, right? When I was in uh, when I was in radio, we had such a great station. We were playing a lot of like deep cut stuff from like the seventies as well. Oh. And there was a there was an album that Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham did called Buckingham Nicks. <laughs> and uh, our um, I know the whole story about that. Our program director. She was topless he, in that picture, and she was right. so, oh, she's so fucking hot. mad at Lindsay because he's like, "You're doing it," and she was like, "How about we just never date again? How about that? How about that?" Yeah. And so my program director, he he would uh, it was like one of the one things he would clash with the music director about. He called that album, which I feel like you would appreciate, "Suckingham Dicks." <laughs> Suckingham Dicks. Suckingham Dicks is what he called that record. Wow. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm mad about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm home, I don't like it either. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I used to send Stevie Nicks birthday cards to Modern Records when I was mm. a little girl. Mm. Love it. I thought Love I did. Her. I'm not sure my mother ever mailed them. I also found a letter to Jimmy Carter that she didn't mail. So thanks, you kind of have a Stevie Nicks dress on today. She could say. still mail it. She could. <laughs> <laughs> He's around. Isn't he in Georgia? <laughs> hey, buddy. Sorry about the uh, was it 1980 election? Mm. I remember that. So here's what we have, uh, dear dear listener. We have the FX Peekler. Dönsteiner Riesling, 2018 Schmaragd. It is from the Wachau in Österreich. Mm. So um, I have a soft spot in my heart for Austria for a number of reasons. Let's talk about the ones that have nothing to do with drinking wine. Mm. The first one is they have this this bandolier really on the top. It's it's the red and white Austrian flag. Um, Should we be concerned that the Austrians are putting their flag on bottles? Guys, history? No. <laughs> they were uh, throwing a bunch of shit in, the, in their wine, like uh, the antifreeze. And, the antifreeze scandal yeah. of the eighties. Yeah, mm. but what happened was they came back and literally now have some of the most, if not the strictest yeah, standards. I think they in exceeded standards in Europe. They certainly have. Uh, so Dernstein is was the first love of my life with a place. Um, I left the country for the first time in 1999, and they were still using uh, shillings there, Austrian shillings and Deutschmarks in Germany. And Dernstein is the ruins of the castle that legitimately, like fucking for real, that Richard the Lionhearted was imprisoned in. You've heard this story, right? And then his minstrel Blondel would like run around singing his favorite song in hopes that he would sing back. Mm. And he did in Dernstein. And the ruins are still there. And it's probably... In my estimation, I, you know, I can't remember, maybe 10 miles away from Villendorf. And there's this amulet called the Venus of Villendorf. And she's considered the first art piece from the beginning of Western civilization. And so you're looking down from these hills and you're looking on the Danube. And it's like these fertile valleys and the river and these steep hillsides with grapevines. And you literally go, 
oh, I fucking understand why the birth of Western civilization is right here. You mm. literally want to rip your clothes off and like run screaming into the world. It's almost painfully beautiful. Mm. It is absolutely devastatingly fucking gorgeous. And Jernstein is this big. And you can walk up to the ruins. And you know how you, you go to like different places and they're like, they'll have these like chalkboard things that are like, before I die, I want to. Mine's always have sex in the ruins of Dernstein Castle. And I write it everywhere. And so <laughs> if you see it, it's me. Love it. Um, but the last time I went with the group, it was with the um, Southern Baptist Convention on a mission trip. So it wasn't going to be the time. You were still writing Or it was your best chance. <laughs> sure wasn't. <laughs> that not, not a fun contingency. Let me be honest with you. Okay. So, so this is Pekler. Dernsteiner means from Dernstein. ER means from the place. Schmaragd is a quality level that you only find in the Vakau. And it's, Schmaragd is the uh, highest alcohol level. It always is going to be, and this is, I didn't even research this. I, 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 it's above 12.5%. I didn't do well on my master summary exam either. This, I, got a, I got a 24. I'm going to tell everyone that. My lucky number. So anyway, it's the highest alcohol percentage, but it also kind of indicates a concentration, right? Schmerogd mm. is an uh, emerald green lizard that lives in the vineyards and the stone walls. But that's not why I picked it. Why I picked it was because it's the most beautiful place, but it's abandoned. And isn't that what heartbreak is? It's not that you're sad about what's happening. It's because you lost something that at one point was good in some way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's kind of what Dernstein is. You get to see this, the beauty of destruction. It's like a still life. Still lives are beautiful because it literally shows all the fruit and everything. At the, it's, there's a fish on the table next to fruit. Why? Because literally it's the moment before it all goes bad. Mm. And that's why if we lived forever, nothing would be beautiful. We wouldn't give a fuck about a rose, right? Yeah. So that's some art history theory for you, but it kind of works with this as well. This is Riesling. Maybe if you haven't ever had an Austrian Riesling, let's try it. Let's do it. It's going to be not what you think. You think Riesling is like a fun, light, happy, right? No, because there's music pairings for this and none of them are fun, light, or happy. Wait for it. Oh, yeah, bitch. What? So not yet. Walking into a wall. Not yet. Five more seconds. Wow. Okay. Do you see that? Wow. That is not a fun, happy Riesling. That Riesling is serious. That Riesling is a Ravenclaw, and it's trying to ruin you with its mind. This is the mental part of heartbreak for me, this wine. I think it is beautiful, but I think it's beautiful because it's what it gives you at the beginning or what you think of it changes completely. And I feel like that's what heartbreak is, right? You, yeah. Do you, you feel like it finishes like the rock? Like you like fell on the rock and your face is on the rock and you're like licking the rock. You're in Dernstein and you're cold and alone and you're just eating soil to subsist. Yeah, yeah and I don't of. mean Dwayne Johnson. I mean yeah, no, an I actual A-Rock. Yeah, know? yeah. No, it's mm. very like, mm. do you see what I mean? And it keeps going. All right, so for the- Keeps nose, going. The nose keeps is going, so gorgeous. Going. And you're right. The nose is so gorgeous. Uh -huh. And then uh, that kind of Isn't first it? little blip yeah. is like, oh, yeah. It's a little spritzy. It's super fun. No, and you're then you not. Just walk into no, the wall. no, you buckle up, motherfucker. Pow. You're going for a ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I like this wine because people go, I don't like Riesling. You're a liar. You don't like terrible Riesling. You don't like Riesling that's not paired correctly. You don't like Riesling that's maybe some gratuitous sweetness without a proper pairing. I'm going to say it, and I feel like it's like a lot of people don't. I'm going to be completely transparent, not like I've been hiding from you the whole rest of the time. Uh, food and wine to me are a thing. Like I very rarely drink wine without food. Almost never, in fact. Mm. I feel like that's a relationship. And so when you say, you know, I pair, we change the pairings 
literally every day a pairing changes, if yep. not all of them. And one, it's because I didn't realize pairings were going to take off like they did. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to, but like 55 pairings a night is what? I uh, love it. Kenneth and I have been in Nashville I for a while. Love Kenneth it. grew up here. Yeah. Um, hey, Kenneth, why the fucking roads? You have an answer? <laughs> Jesus. Still working on the road thing. Yeah. Has it been surprising for you to come to a city like Nashville, growing, changing, in transition? But has it been surprising to you to come and and see people more interested in wine than you might have than you might have thought? Yeah, and you know what? I didn't have any expectations. Or more open than maybe. Yeah, 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 and I'm really happy about that. You know, it's very, it's it's wonderful to see. You know, everyone's like, oh, you're gonna be in East Nashville. There's a bunch of like, there's a bunch of like East Nashville people are super like trendy and this and that. You know, you don't listen to what anyone says. It's like when someone's like, I don't like that girl. You wait for a second. You're like, well, that might be you. And so I don't think I came in here with any expectations except that I had heard from other people. There's a lot of good uh, Bordeaux collectors here. There's a lot of like people that really love wine, which is why I only have four Bordeaux on the list right now. Because if you're going to have a 1947 Cheval Blanc, I'm not making a Bordeaux list for you just to have fucking Bordeaux on the list. I can't get what I want. I can't get what's going to be super amazing. So I've got some options. That's it. You're welcome to bring in your amazing allocation of first growth. But I'm not blowing my, I'm not shooting my shot mm. to try to get one bottle of something that'll sell out in one day. Like that doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. And also, that's not my area of expertise. If it's yours, great. Then hook me up yeah. with someone that can get me some of it through the proper channels, through a distributor, and not on the gray market, which I desperately miss. Mm. Apparently, you can't do that here, and it's fucking up my vintage depth. Mm. So anyone that has any Let's tips on how to do that, that yeah, 100%. Yeah. And if you have we, info, call me. Yes, any info call me. on the gray market out there. How to do it or legally. Or how to do it legally. Uh, <laughs> even know, better. I even better how to, how to do it I legally. I know how to do it. I'm trying to be a good girl for five minutes. Email us at liquidgoldpod at gmail.com and we will forward it to <laughs> Jody's email. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Liquidgoldpod at gmail.com. Where are you seeing the... Uh, uh, 1947 I'm uh, not. Cheval Blanc. I'm not. There's only one restaurant in the whole state that has the list I want. You know who you are. We will get there. Hmm. I'm chasing it hard. But anyway, not right now. So what I'm doing is trying to be like very eclectic, very reasonable. I want a bottle of wine on every table. We have bottles of wine that are $27. So yeah, you can come there. And that's how I want it to be. Did we want to talk about the 24.75% tax on here that's making me insane? Let's not. Let's go back to the wine. But I just wanted to say that we can the come podcast, back to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You could also. We'll mark it. Yeah. Thanks. I don't even want, you know what? I don't even want to talk about let's it. Let's go into let's the roads. <laughs> let's have our intern. Let's have Chris. Chris, mark that for later. Thank you. All right. Chris, Chris has got dog. it. Chris is the dog. Don't okay, say that. Uh, he's, well, you can edit it out. Chris is a, well, a biscuit. I literally have taken exactly one sip of this and can still taste it on my palate. Yeah, it's so viscous. It's still, it, the acidity is still rising on your palate. And I'm talking, it's been minutes. I have this had magical one Magical wine. It is magical. But it's also, isn't it kind of like, okay, let's say you're working through your heartbreak, right? You're going to work, you're doing the things. If you go to the gym, like you should, whatever, you're doing it. You're paying your bills, putting gas in your car. And literally, you know, like when you get a shitty report card, you'd wake up and it'd be like a new day or it's Saturday and something was wrong. You're like, what? Why do I feel like this? You're like, I haven't shown my mom that report card yet. So that's what heartbreak feels like, right? Like you wake up and maybe you had, luckily enough, you had a great dream. You're like, oh my God, I'm just going to work today. There's hope. What's wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about I that. I forgot. Fuck. Yeah. Ouch, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what this wine does. It literally stays on your palate. It is, it, is the, uh, it is the Alabama haint. It stays on your, your palate. 
It's doing what it's supposed to. What this does is that good make with? It, oh yeah. Hmm. Well, no, no. let me just say, yeah. does that make it hard to pair with? Well, yeah. you know, you can get real risky here. So this is the land of Gruner Outliner, right? And uh, like we just had a, a, a brassicas dish, like a cabbage dish, and it destroys wine. But like the things that destroy wine, asparagus, artichoke. Do you see how dry this is? If you put this with asparagus or artichoke, it would make the wine actually taste sweeter. So you can oh, fuck sure. with it. Yeah, yeah, you can absolutely fuck with it. Mm. And so like they say what grows together goes together. So in Austria, they have a Spargel Festival. If I Spargel, White, white Asparagus Festival, because mm. those are my fucking people when you have a White Asparagus Festival. Yeah. High five. Good really. people. Well also, done. Also, I just want to give a shout out to the Austrians for literally inventing the croissant. Uh, they invented a pastry to celebrate the victory over Turkey, uh, the crescent on their flag. French took that right over, but there's nothing more Austrian than inventing a pastry to celebrate a military victory, and I appreciate that about them. That's amazing. It thank you. For, thank of, you for doing that. Yeah, it's dynamite. So you can you can put this with things that you would normally not be able to put with anything. So I guess out of everything, if you're feeling in a mood, this wine is so sneaky with its acidity, but it is linear. Like it almost hurts. Like this is what on your palate almost what heartburn would be like. Mm -hmm. Like you fuck up a bottle of this and you're gonna feel it. Mm. So maybe this one I would pair with, you can pair with, every. it'll make everything beautiful. Yeah. But maybe in your heartbreak you pair it with fucking nothing. Mm. You pair this with instead all of the female artists that I like that have beautiful things. Mm. You pair it with like Glory Box by Portishead, um, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell, Matter of Minutes by Sean Colvin. Uh, Belladonna, just the whole album by Stevie Nicks, especially Outside the Rain. Oh, are you fucking doing this right now? <laughs> it's a short song. So good. Have you ever heard the song? Of course. This is, as a young girl, this is this is how I thought Heartbreak would be, and it's pretty accurate. Oh, can we really? Okay, because the end's the best part, so you can't skip the end. It's one more line, right? I can't. Okay, the fucking end is the shit. All right, Stevie and Riesling. You go. can hear the cocaine in the studio too. You thinking? Uh, you know, I bought Rumors album uh, by Fleetwood Mac something like fifty times. But you're the reason it's, it's the most highest selling album guys, ever. Love is a no, word I've been always... trying to find, and words don't matter at all. We can just skip it. Like, I can't. She had a little more smoke on her voice, I feel like. A little more sultry. She had lived through some shit, like, aka the 70s. Because isn't this yeah. 80s? Or 1980. Like, yeah. This album came out. I saved my allowance to buy it on vinyl. And then she references the chain, so she's singing about Lindsay's and this line right here. Oh yeah. It's only a dream, and then right here. That's it. Mm. Love is a word that some entertain with. If you find it, you've won the game. 
So mm. that's my fellow Gemini. Heavy. That's Heavy. my fellow Gemini right Heavy there. Heavy as always, Miss yeah. Stevie Nicks. They say outside that, the rain. They say that when you're younger, the people that you look up to are probably what you're like going to be in life, like books, music artists. So it's like Alice in Wonderland, uh, Stevie Nicks, and Mother Teresa. Sam Malone. Okay, see, really? <laughs> For fucking <laughs> cheers? <laughs> Hi, are we doing it? We're fucking doing it, aren't we? We're doing it as adults. It's the same thing, right? Okay, so Peekler, what do you guys think? Isn't it like... Stellar. Yeah, it's... it's. You know, people are like, I don't really like white wine because they're not... This is a different... This is a different animal. This is this is an animal that cuts deeply, but it's beautiful. Mm, powerful. Like, like foxes. Foxes are beautiful. They're dicks. Foxes are assholes. Oddly, I feel that way about most Austrian wine. Like, really? And I love it. Yeah. It's probably... Par for the course probably for my you? favorite. Yeah, it's probably my favorite. If we're gonna, if you had to have a favorite country, ah. I would say Austria's beats out most others, and Spain's not fair. Mm, Canary Islands, everything, volcanic rock, everything. I almost brought volcanic, and then I was like, I don't know if I wanted to associate it with it. Mm. You know? Yeah. I consider that a little more like. That's in Too love. Too volatile, yeah. No, Volcanic Islands wines for me are like you're in love. Mm. That's at the beginning where you're like, you can't keep your hands off each other. Yeah, it's like fire, fireworks exploding. 100%. Mm-hmm. You never eat. Mm. Right. So there are there are all these different reasons. There There is sweet reasoning. That's yes. what most people know about. There's uh, off dry. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. super bone dry. What can you tell people who are like, oh, they're listening to this and they're, and they're like, uh, oh, I should I should get into reasoning. I should, I should give it a try. Outside of this one that we just talked about, what are some other ones you could point people towards, regions you could point people towards, to where, you know, check this out because Riesling's killer? Oh, I think that, uh, especially in Nashville, I would start with the 2020 Max Ferdinand Richter Zeppelin wine. It is a, um, it's 10.5% alcohol, and that's kind of the magic, that's the spot for me. Mm-hmm. And it is the most versatile of all wines. It is, it starts off, it's like super expressive and aromatic. Um, I'm doing it for the desserts right now, and I literally pour everybody a sip, and I make them swish with it, like mouthwash, to cleanse their palate before I pour more of it for the desserts, because it refreshes. Mm-hmm. Refreshes your palate, it slaps heat directly out of your mouth. So literally once a week when I'm home, if I get to cook, I have a spicy dumpling and help truck and Riesling night. And mm. that's the whole fucking deal. It's like bullshit Trader Joe's dumplings because I don't know where to get dumplings yet around here because I never leave my house. I'm not at work. I'm going to be honest. So please let me know. Well, Trader Joe's does question. that stuff well. They do they those do. things. They do the frozen yeah. shit well. Yeah. So literally I throw it in there and I do a bunch of sambal and mirin and, you know, uh, scallions and fuck ton of cilantro. Um, lots of, you know, crunchy umami. Mm. And I literally eat it with my hands with a fuck ton of help truck and Riesling. That sounds and so great with like Popeyes too. Oh, hundred yeah. percent hot chicken. If mm, people still chicken. do that, I haven't mm-hmm. even had it here. Do you know that? Oh wow. I know. Let's ridiculous. make that happen. I know really. Yeah. And I'll bring some fucking help truck and Riesling deal curry, anything with, um, Calabrian chilies. Like it just slaps it out of your mouth. Mm. It is beautiful. It's also a great brunch wine and people act mm. like they don't drink wine at brunch. You fucking should eggs. Benedict. Some yeah. fucking hell truck and losing them back to bed. Yeah, bitch. They might act like it, but they Harry Potter they day? drink at brunch. <laughs> Harry Potter day? You just spicy food and hell truck and losing? 100%. If I could have one wine for the rest of my life, it's Riesling because of the fact that it goes from like lusciously sweet 
but it's not sweet like hurts your teeth for no reason. It's got acidity to match it. Mm-hmm. So like nobody wants just sweet. That's why salted caramel fucking works. You don't want just caramel. You need that contrast. Mm-hmm. And so that's the same thing with Riesling. It does that. It can do sweet, but it's got the acid to back it up. That's all that matters. Yeah. It's like physical versus mental in people. Somebody can be super fucking delicious, but that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. They can be really like you can click with them on a mental level. But if you don't want to like literally put your face in their armpit every time you see them, it's never going to work out long term. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you say. Mm-hmm. But Riesling is both. It's physical and mental. And it does that both on your palate. And it's like I, I feel like it forms brain synapses like this is it's this is magic wine to me. Yeah. And I would I would pick it over everything. I would never drink red wine again if I could only have Riesling. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. I love it. And people want to like argue or they want to say, oh, well, you know, you're some. I could eat, see eat it. A, eat a bag of dicks, though. I really mean it, though. Yeah. yeah. Eat a bag of dicks. She means it. Riesling yeah. is her dicks. Dicks. And also, she you know what it. would be good with that? Probably some fucking Riesling. Right. Honestly, to get a bag of dicks out of your mouth. So make um, sure you have a bottle or two. Yeah. Or for you, the people I don't like, some hot ranch dressing. That'd be a nice chaser for there a bag go. of dicks. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, Cheers. B- before before we get into some bubbly, <laughs> um, oh, let's talk so a little sexy. bit about how how you got to Nashville and this this kind of crazy journey that you've had over the last few years. It starts with heartbreak. Sean posted, "Hey, we need people at the Continental." And I texted him. I, I'm going to pull it up actually. If I, I've never looked at it again. So he was like looking for people at uh, you know the Continental, and I wrote. Something like, where's my beverage director position? Thought I was being cute. And he wrote back. And I was like, not really. Where's my wine director position? Ha ha. Or something. And he wrote, he wrote, did you apply? I said, is there a position? He's like, are you serious right now? I said, say the word chef. And he said, I would love to have you at Audrey. She's like, the position is yours. Let me know what we need to do to get you here. I have never gotten a sexier text. Because sexy for me is like career, you're doing things, you're moving. Like in this industry, if you feel like you're not learning something, you die. You've got to keep your brain going. Now what? Mm-hmm. Is it another country? Apparently not, because that's bullshit. They're paying Fijians $1.15 a day at US, making them work 15 hours a day. Fuck that shit. Making everybody sing songs as the plane arrives. I was raised <sighs> in the South. What? Oh, we're making brown people sing? Get the fuck out of here. So I learned all the Fijian songs. I wouldn't even stand with the management team. So they were mad. And I was like, you should be mad. I do not align myself with your values. Mm. Mr. From South Africa and Sweden uh, running the team. Let's do a little history dive. Fuck you guys. Mean it. Love it. Mean it. So anyway, love Fijians. That I didn't feel like that was. But then again, you know, I'm coming from my own. I don't know. You can only come from the place that you're coming from. You know, apparently that was the highest wage they were being offered. So great. I just only know what I know. Mm. I wasn't down. How about that? And not quite about it either. So that was maybe the problem. And that's always going to be the problem in my life. So luckily, Sean uh, appreciates that about me. Yeah. And he lets me be myself. You know, he's got, uh, I got here. They, they, they helped me get here. And I drove across the country by myself in a fucking Chevy Equinox that I cannot believe is still driving that thing i thought it was going to be exploded on the side of the road moved into an apartment it was full of mold called sam crying because i couldn't breathe i was sick as hell i spent all my money put everything back into a storage unit moved into a week by the week hotel started at audrey on july 15th at that hotel with my clothes smelling like hot baby vomit from all the mold that was in that house and then literally put all the clothes in a suitcase and flew 
to take my master's sommelier exam four days after I started after I drove across the country. It was wow. brutal as hell. It was brutal. Dang. It was brutal. <laughs> it was the hardest thing I've ever done going in like I literally everything happened fast and you know, you're supposed to stay ready, right? It's the theory, you gotta, you gotta keep on it. And it was just hard. It was hard with COVID. It was hard being there. And if that's an excuse, I'm willing to own it. Yeah. It's just hard to retain. I, it's hard to care about must weights when there's ashes raining on your head and you can't go outside. Right. It's hard to care about must weights when you're driving across the country and you're listening to Russian people argue outside your crack hotel in Arkansas. Um, <laughs> it's hard to can care about all that stuff when you're not sure if you'll ever work at a restaurant again. So you make deals with the universe, right? And my deal was, if I ever get back into a restaurant, if I ever get to be in a position where I'm doing something that I love, I will never complain about being too busy again. Yeah. And the universe went, Oh, buckle up, little girl. We're <laughs> gonna go for a ride. And so here we are. Yeah. But I am not bored. I am not bored. I am learning every day, and it's uh, I'm I'm so grateful for that. I really mm-hmm. fucking am. Mm. Back to heartbreak. Sounds like time for champagne. It sounds like fucking time for champagne, guys. <laughs> so I literally I, I have a phone and I have a computer and like none of them is working and I have to go to work in five minutes. So let's talk about this. I actually have this. This is this is the sexiest. So this is Resonance Champagne Marie Corton Extra Brut. It is a Pinot Noir. 100% Pinot Noir. It is fucking gorgeous. I don't I literally what did I pair this with? Because I you know I did it on the Resonance. Ah, yes. Resonance is when you are in the sexy pouting part of your heartbreak. This is the part of your heartbreak where now you're like, you've thrown all the lingerie you worn in that relationship out and you're buying new ones Mm. and you feel like you're dead inside. So you put it on and because you haven't been eating because maybe you didn't go to Chick-fil-A because this maybe is your heartbreak experience, not mine. Only once. The first, the big heartbreak from Charleston from from uh, Virginia to Charleston, I dropped like 30 pounds. I was super hot. Wow. And I was dating idiots named Naked Pull-Up Tommy and <laughs> who would pick me up on their motorcycle with That's like- That's good, Naked Pull-Up Tommy. Yeah, that hmm. was his nickname. And y'all, y'all, you know who you are. Tommy. And yeah, but I was like super hot all of a sudden because I wasn't eating. That's never happened again because I love myself too much to not eat. Right. Anyway, um, but let's say you're feeling you know saucy one day and you're like, I'm over this. You know, you get up, you make your bed, you wash your sheets, you clean the house, you like, you get your hair done, you go for a massage, you cry a little bit in the car, and then you buy a beautiful bottle of champagne for yourself because you fucking deserve it. It's a good move always. It is always a good move and it goes with everything. You can still like slut it up with your food, right? You can still fry chicken, potato chips, all the things that are oily. This great for oysters. Oh, it's so good. Oh. This one is, it is absolutely pretty. It is pretty and lovely and like my goal in life is to be drunk on beauty always and wherever I am. And that's like that's what I think when I go on a trip. That's what I think when I go to work and like work is beautiful. The food is beautiful. The art is beautiful. The walls are beautiful. My wine room is beautiful. Like my space is gorgeous. Everything is lovely to touch. My ice buckets are beautiful. Mm. Like I'm drunk on beauty, Mm. you know. And then you have to talk to people. And luckily, when you're talking to people, hopefully it's about things that are beautiful. Right. So I'm lucky to be able to do that, right? So this resonance is, it's beautiful in a way that it's like, it's hard to explain, mostly because I've been drinking wine. This is a vintage? No, this uh, is not vintage. Yeah, this is not vintage extra brute. It's like perfect. I'm sorry, I'm a liar. It's, it's 2018. Mm. I was like, well, she doesn't do non-vintage. It's 2018. Isn't it lovely? Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, it really does smell like, like one of your favorite perfumes. It, it 
And so Doesn't I, it? yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it, it is. some of that. I'm actually, I, I also have sent parents for all these things, but it might have been too much for y'all. My mm. buddy, um, Brandon, he moved out of town because this chick broke his heart. They had this house up in north, north of town. The first time that he showed me his house, he had like a huge garden over here. And, you know, like he was really bragging about it. But the, the coolest part about his backyard, albeit huge, was this freaking bush of lemongrass that was Ooh. like eight feet tall. 12 what? feet wide it was just like it was at from lemongrass from out of a movie mm. and that's what kind of like being really close to that patch this champagne oh see? reminds me exactly oh i love it i love that dude's backyard oh wow i love that it is just that's this uh, you know what i change it from the tutti frutti to this i feel like this is the hopeful wine you know, this is this I'm is where, old. yeah, this is where you're like, all right, enough. Like, aren't I lucky that I, you know, I got to be in this relationship, that there was a lot of laughs, that there is like, you know, it depends on, I feel like everybody's really in their head these days. And I am wildly guilty of that. Like I, I'm a feast or famine person. And I just feel like mm. if you can't be like, I'm, I, I'm in my head all the time, but when I'm with someone, like when you're with someone that you care about, you become very physical. Like you get used to all of that, like just the proximity of a human. And I work by pheromones. I do. I believe in them. I always have. I have never, ever in my life been with, I've known always the minute I was going to be with someone by the way they smell. Always, mm. always. I mean, since I'm four. Mm. I remember being four years old and being like smelling the back of someone's jacket. It's a little young to do that. Mm. But like, I remember that crystal clear mm. I remember being so little I would follow my mom through the mall and I would never look up I was following her perfume like a little dog I've always been like I used to get in trouble my mom would be like why do you smell everything like what do you think I'm trying to poison you and that isn't it for me it's very you're um, like a superhero for smell I was you know I had COVID and um, luckily it came back for 15 minutes the second day and I feel like I've gotten most of it back and uh, some people know what I'm talking about you can think I'm crazy or not but on fucking root days wine is destroyed for me there's there's i i, I feel like I, it's all back and then it's a root day and i'm like everything's bitter everything's bitter mm, wow. so uh i i've got my whites back more than my reds mm. which is good because that for me is a more delicate balance mm -hmm. and more important to what i do for my job yeah you know for sure i could fake it but i would never do that i don't even know what else to say about it but i sure did do some pairings this pairs with the pink martini song that's in Hungarian. I can't say the name of it. It is absolutely devastatingly beautiful. Stung by, uh, sung by Storm Large. Mm. Her specifically singing it. Okay. And Nouvelle Vague. Have you ever heard of Nouvelle Vague? They're like very French and they do covers of songs. Oh, their cool. Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division is amazing. Whoa. But their best song is In a Manner of Speaking, which is originally done by Tuxedo Moon. And you should listen to both. Tuxedo Moon is like the abstract art version of it. Came out first, maybe in 1980. But the Nouvelle, version, Nouvelle Vague version of In a Manner of Speaking, it talks about how you're saying everything by saying nothing. Mm. And I feel like it's the pretty heart of heart. It's the pretty part of heartbreak where you realize the value in it, but you're ready to move on and like maybe take a trip. Mm. But you're in it. You're dancing in your lingerie or you're drinking this champagne and new lingerie that no one's ever seen because you have hope for the future. I love it. All of this music has been very like seminal in mm. my experience. Mm. Maybe recently even. What? Oh, yes, timely. Sexy. Well, speaking of timely, 
The time has come. Chow, chow, chow. Oh, I'm so excited. Break air horn. Booze News with Kenneth Dedman. It's V-Day, which means it's wine time. But is there time for the wine? It's a wine edition. And we're going to get Jody's input. (laughs) (laughs) USA or UK to start? US. Okay. From Axios.com, studies of Santa Barbara wine sales pre- pre-sideways oh have, fuck have, sideways have, fuck that movie have determined that the film um tanked the entire santa barbara merlot industry oh, yeah mm-hmm. the merlot thing mm-hmm. <laughs> man crazy yeah, love to talk about that the film which touts uh pinot noir as a i i don't it's been a while since i've seen it but uh they're yeah, looking they're, for pinot I'm not gonna drink merlot. And, yeah. in a region that uh was not incredibly well known for its Pinot. Um, to this day, is actually known for kind of shitty Pinot. Santa Barbara. How, oh no, there's some, there's some fire. Well, I've had, uh, I've had coastal Pinot yes. from Santa Barbara, yeah. but I, I do believe that nowhere in that film did they, did they really show the coast other than the A one A to get there. Can I talk um, about it? Can I? Yeah, speak to let's this? hear it. Let's why, hear it. This is uh, this this. Here's I want to talk about sideways. Uh, great, I want to talk about sideways because. Both of those narrators were those those two guys were. Uh, it was one of the first movies where you weren't sure if you liked the characters, and I appreciated that because I feel like that's kind of real life. Like you know, you're a complex character. One guy crashes his car. He's you know cheating on his wife, but it, it, a future fiance sleeping with this one hurts this one's feelings. I hated those guys. I fucking hated those characters. I hated them. I hated them. And you know what? Most people when they say they want Cabernet, they want Merlot. They want Merlot. They want. I just want a Cabernet that's like rich and like juice, but I don't want it to be too oaky. But I don't. But you know, I don't want it to be too expensive. But I just like you know. I just I don't want it to like detain. It's like bash me in the face. I just want something that's gonna be like easy to drink. That's that's Merlot that you're talking about. Merlot. That's Merlot. Mm. Merlot is delicious. Stop it. Yeah. Fucking stop it. You want Merlot, just like you want Riesling, but you don't know that. And you know, here's a, I read something in a book. Maybe it was by Todd Oldman. Or someone. If people don't know how to make biscuits, they're not like, hey, I'd like a biscuit. I'm sorry, I don't know a lot about biscuits. You don't have to know a lot about <laughs> wine. My job is to know about wine. My job, more importantly than knowing about wine and like, you know, the transverse valleys of Santa Barbara, which is, you should look that up. That's fucking dynamite, actually. But more than that is to know, is to listen to what you're saying and look at the context clues with price and what you're eating and the way you look at each other. When I talk about something, to get to something that is going to rock your world and come in under budget and over deliver. Mm. That's all I ever want to do. Because when I used to try to order things, I was so disappointed. No one was hearing me. I'd say some shit like, I'm looking for like an experience that's like when you're driving through a southern state and you go to one of those um, buffets that literally only old people go to and everything may be out of a can. It's just all slightly warmed and you could just smash it yeah. with your tongue. Like, I just want something like gentle and easy. And they're like, here's a wine based on anchovies and caviar. And you're like, what? <laughs> That's not what I wanted. So like, I don't like not to be listened to. And I take people's money very seriously. They bottomed out the Merlot industry. Meanwhile, it's the crazy a of, movie could do that. Oh, God. And they were dicks. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, like a movie with fucking Channing Tatum. It was a Tatum, successful movie, but you know? it wasn't like a box office crusher. But it really had... 
such an impact. It's interesting. I didn't even want to sleep with those guys. Now, if Channing Tatum is like, yo, man, like, you know, Merlot is not what's up right now. I would. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tom's you have, you have different, different feelings for Channing Tatum um, than you do Paul Giamatti. <laughs> 100% Channing Tatum you want to go understandable to he's funny and he's a good dancer I don't care we don't have to we don't have to talk about the you know the Grand Cruise of Burgundy we'd be busy all right what else you got Kenneth uh, just uh, keep it moving hearken bit to our wait, wait, wait. earlier conversation oh, wait. no wait you need Merlot most Merlot. wine out of Napa has Merlot in it like you don't everyone says they want 100% cab 100% cab if not done correctly will murder your face you need things to ameliorate those tannins yeah your turn in Back the film uh, in the film um, Paul Giamatti pounds a bottle of uh, Patrice uh, Cheval Blanc Is it Cheval Blanc yeah I think most of the wines that they that they were putting out at the time were like fitty, fitty, mm. uh, Cab Franc and uh, Merlot. Merlot, like close to it. But there's Merlot in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then he's drinking out of a fucking shitty glass in a burger place. Yeah, You're paper, garbage. Yeah. Well, the human. whole uh, yeah, the whole garbage. thing in that film is uh, his parent that was heartbreak. His, That's his sure. ex-wife li- loved Merlot, and that was the bottle that he had. Yeah, just because of that uh, that story, an entire uh, right, and that's it's it. That's what's so fascinating. It's like hidden in the subtext a little bit, mm-hmm. and people took well, it no as like, well, I guess that. I'm not, and guess no I'm one, not drinking Merlot anymore. But no one looked up the sapage of Cheval Blanc, Cheval yeah. Blanc either. They didn't know. Yeah, I still have to tell people at tables. Sa- same story, uh, or the same same study also attributed seventy percent uh, uh, of all uh, wine pairings. When decided by a uh, customer or mm-hmm. a guest uh, individually, are based on the red will be, wine. Will be based more on uh, popular culture reference and not necessarily a, like a, a structured, pra- practical reference. Yeah. You do need those 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 large names. The, you do need those trends because they do they they keep the lights on for a lot of the industry, and so they they all have their place mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. According to science, drinking a, a glass a day is not necessarily good for your heart. In fact, I've heard of this shit. Yeah, it's not going to help at all. However, if you have Parkinson's and you have a high isoflavone diet, which is which is includes like nuts, berries, and red wine, you might stand a chance. Mm-hmm. A study of twelve hundred seventy plus Parkinson's patients. Um, who all of whom had had the diagnosis for over 30 years wow participated in a diet program mainly just keeping tr- tabs on their diet and the pro- progress of their parkinsons after after 5 years uh, the ones that were still alive 69% of those still living had a very high intake of isoflavones mm. per day Hmm. Which is uh, equivalent to something around uh, something. It's it's really not that hard to attain. It's a uh, couple of glasses of wine. No, one hundred grams of strawberries covers you per day. Which wow. Is not wow. really that much. Hmm. All right. Okay. Love it. Maybe uh, make it there. a sparkling rosé then. Yeah, right. Strawberries. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or bougie Cerdon. That's mm. where bougie Cerdon mm. comes in with strawberries. Mm. Murder. Mm. Love that. Me too. Fuck New Zealand. Okay. Uh, whoa, that's... whoa, whoa. <laughs> Don't make fun of the land of Middle Earth, sir. Not on my watch. And the well, Stevie Nicks thing? Oh, your ratings are down, Kenneth. <laughs> uh, I'll risk it. Italian police in the city of Turin have uh, have taken down 19, 19 suspected drug dealers in a five-year investigation of uh, Nebbiolo 
a Nebbiolo tanker that uh, circulated from from a Piedmont port to Spain, back to Sardinia, and to the northern uh, province yeah. of Piedmont. Province. Region. What, uh, um, area. Drugs or wine? I'm missing something. I'm talking about a drugs triangle between mm. Spain, northern Italy, and Sardinia. I uh, mean, great for wine. You could do wine pairings with the drugs. There we go. That's a future episode. That sounds like Cocaine and hashish episode. would be the, the culprits, yeah. Uh, the bus netted only a meager um, three kilos of cocaine. Oh, so they, and, uh, so they got tipped off. What a surprise. 900, 900 kilos of hashish, which is... Oof. Seems like that's probably not really that that much. What's the conversion Seems on like that? Seems like a table full. It's, <laughs> Is that one I table? Don't know, like 500, <laughs> 500 pounds, five hundred pounds of weed, hashish. So we concentrate. That's um, a big table. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we concentrate. Apparently, the uh, the drugs would be were su- submerged into the wine itself in the tanker, hence avoiding. What? Yeah, they, they had, uh, countermeasure. They had a uh, buoyancy countermeasures. Um, so that it taken wouldn't rise so that to the top. It wouldn't would not rise nor um, nor tank the boat as well. Wow! The concrete uh, container that they submerged was uh, a good bit denser, throwing off the ship's buoyancy. Wow! Which is how they were eventually caught. Oh, drugs! Italy, UK. What's going on in the UK? Oh, something with sparkling wine. Well, the prime minister of uh, of uh, <laughs> of uh, the U- uh, the prime minister of the UK, Boris Johnson, has uh, has been in the news recently because of his wine parties. He sent tipple parties at his uh, ten Downing Street address. Gross. During the um, during the the opening days of the lockdown, like uh, April 2020 through May 2020, at least 16 instances of having having cocktail hours are uh, or happy hours, what they're calling mm. it. Which... We try to lead by example. I thought, no, okay, not with that hairdo. Under fire, as if the the UK as if the UK needed it. Honestly, yeah, what's going good on? Good for her, Got like Brexit. Well, the Prince Philip thing, she took all of his time. She's like, fuck you. She's like, also, you're going to be doing this on your own as a citizen. Clock out. Prince Philip was her husband. Oh, Uh, what was the kid? Prince Andrew, her favorite son. Her favorite son. Canceled. I knew we couldn't bring up the UK. Yeah, we we usually bring up the Queen at some point. Somehow it happens in our... In all our episodes. So. Well, Nouvelle Vague does sing a really great version of God Save the Queen in mm. a really breathy French voice. Might have put that one under the, under the story. Yeah, we'll pick a line for this, it. So. This last week uh, marks the uh, 70th uh, anniversary of Queen's Ascension. It was smooth. That's right. Smooth she out of Queen Boris Victoria. Johnson on to... Yeah. I have no stories about the the uh, the, the royal family. I was just... We're, yeah. just, we're just always going to land on it. Yeah, I, just I wonder uh, if she, you know, since they've been trying to get her to cut back on her drinking, cut back on the martini, cut back on the Dubonnet cocktail, maybe the gin and tonic and the champagne. I High wonder. Five to Dubonnet. That's so old school, man. That's yeah, she's old school. Right she there. loves her Dubonnet cocktail. Yeah. There was What's a time that was the only spirit of Dubonnet. What's that? It's the base spirit of Dubonnet. Is it gin? Um, uh, it's just a fortified wine. Yeah, like a vermouth. Okay, heard. Wow. Probably fortified with a. Unaged brandy. Could be, could be corn. Could be corn. Corn whiskey. It's not. <laughs> no. 
Any uh, other boozness? No, that's it. But can um, you give us I've, 10 more minutes? Uh, no, I can't. You can't. I have to it's hard out. go to work. Okay. Okay, the last pairing is something we don't have. I don't. So I bought a cider too. So I went overboard. What a surprise. You said five. I brought six. Right. Well, I did bring five, but it's not really here. Last wine? Yep. We've had some incredible wines today. And uh, we've got one left and from we- our sommelier on retainer. She's the wine director at Audrey. Her name is Jody Bronstein. Jojo Somface, guys. Jojo Somface on Instagram. Instagram. Do give her a follow. All right. So my last wine is, I guess, the most serious. If you notice, there's not a lot of reds here. It's just that Brock red. And it's like lifted and light, easy to drink. The wine that I picked for my final heartbreak wine is the 2001 Chateau Moussard Rouge from Bacal Valley, Lebanon. Mm. And this was the wine that made me become a sommelier. And that's not really associated with heartbreak. But remember when I was talking about synesthesia at the very beginning? Mm. So this wine, when I first got into wine, it was pretty much at McCready's. And like when I smelled a corked wine, I wouldn't notice it. What I would hear instead was the Yo-Ho-Ho song from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney World. And if you remember being in that ride ever... Uh, especially like a long time ago when it was on like weird automation stuff, probably still is. That like dank, dry ice and moldy water smell mm. was what corked wine smelled like to me. So I would literally walk through the dining room and the Yo-Ho-Ho song would start getting louder and louder. And I'd be like, what the, f- oh, something's corked. Mm. So for this wine, for Bordeaux, it was I could hear people walking through the forest. It was the crunch of dry and wet leaves. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like a Bordeaux tell. Um, anytime I drink a wine and I go, mm, it's always uh, Rioja. There's there's American oak there. Mm. And um, for this wine, I you know I was just learning the court of master sommeliers. Like you smell a wine and you think of three fruits and the quality of the fruit. And so I was doing it with a bunch of other wines. They were teaching me, and I put this to my nose. It was on the pairings, and it was like other. And I saw, I've never had a wine that I smelled that I saw more like pictures in my brain one after the other one after the other one after the other it was like uh there was a room that at uva one of the libraries um i can't remember mix something i can't remember now but it looked like a harry potter room i mean there were these huge leather settees and the books there are books from the 1800s that were like priceless works of art like and the honor code with whatever anybody wants to say about uva they trusted you with those. Like you would, you best not fucking dare disrespect a book. Probably UVA is all Ravenclaws and a bunch of Slytherins that are douchebags. Mm. Anyway, not all Slytherins, just the ones there. It was this room that I wrote my thesis in, and it was like the pain of having to. It was capstone, not a thesis. The capstone and like just weirdness. And it's where I moved, uh, like when my mom died when I was twenty-one, and like there was just so much in that place, and I had so many feelings there. And this wine brought all of it to a head, but in a way that was like beyond all. At the base of this pain, look how lucky you are. Look how mm. beautiful Virginia is. Look at this chair. Look at this fucking library. Like look at how lucky you are to be here. Like your mother didn't graduate from high school, mm. and you're at this place, and she wanted you to graduate, and you're doing it. When I smelled Chateau Moussard, it smelled like every one of those things about like being hungry for something and wonder and licorice and fennel and, you know, all the wine things, Chinese five spice and but like magic. This wine to me was and 
the guy that ran it back then, the one who started it was Serge Hoshar. He's dead now. He died in a drowning accident a couple years later, but I got to meet him. I took my last bit of money. There was a dinner, a Chateau Moussard dinner at McCready's. I was still a vegetarian then, and I ate lamb. I didn't eat shrimp till Sean handed me one in mm. 2011 at Husk. Um, I didn't tell him all that. And duck, and I was eating it and like crying in the corner of the kitchen. Anyway, mm. um, this wine it. is mm. dark and dank and expressive. And there are two vintages, 1976 and 1984, where they couldn't even get the grapes across the Bacaw Valley to where they would crush the grapes and ferment them. And they stayed in trucks for days because there was a conflict in Lebanon. I don't know how many of the listeners were alive for that or remember it, but I do. And I've actually got to have both of them and they're delicious. So like just doing everything they can to like make this beautiful wine based on in a a Bordeaux style. And it's like, I think it's Cabernet, Carignan and Sanso, if I remember correctly. Wow. It was just, it's it's just absolutely fantastic. It's got, it's bready, and I normally don't love bread. It's just the most honest wine there is. And I have a colloquial story about bread. Mm. Not my story. Passed on from the Washington wine road trip of like, I don't know, 2016, I believe. They were talking about Britannomyces on this bus. And the Washington wine road trip, if you're a Psalm, is the best trip you're ever going to take. Sorry. That's just hard facts. And... um they were talking about Brett on wine, all the Psalms on the bus from all over the country. And there was this older guy in the back who didn't really talk very much. And it sums up kind of how I feel about Brett, but in a way that was so intense that people stopped talking. So this guy wasn't talking. And they were like talking about, you know, if you don't like Brett, you're this. Or if you like Brett, you're like gross. And they're on and back and forth, as Psalms do. And um, they said to the guy in the back of the bus, apparently, how do you feel about Brett on wine? And he said, people that don't like a little bit of Britannomyces on wine are like people that shower before they have sex. And everyone stopped talking and nobody ever asked his opinion about anything else again, but like kind of that slaps. I don't know what to tell wow. you. Wow. Yeah. Right? Uh. Yeah. He put it down. <laughs> and then they were like, the don't the talk to that guy. We don't need this much wisdom. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to keep this lighthearted like pirouettes over here. That's the guy you talked to at the bonfire. Like a hundred percent drinking Chateau Moussard. Yeah. So before I leave the quick pairings for Chateau Moussard, 2001 Rouge, the Emma Ruth Rundle song, mm. Marked for Death. Okay, Marked for Death. Isn't that what it's called? That song is, hold on. Emma, Emma Ruth, Ruth Rundle? Yes. Got it. Oh, God. It's, it's Emma Ruth Rundle, the Twin Peaks soundtrack, Ben Howard, and Jeff Buckley. But we're just going to listen to it till the first chorus. But this song is, this is a heartbreak song. Mm. Can you hear it in my, the yearning chorus pedal? Lyrics are brutal. Mazzy Star heard this record for sure. Heard. Sounds like a wine song. Red wine and fishnets. 
Oh, but if you listen to the lyrics to this song, like I don't even, I can't stay to listen to the rest of it, which is going to break my heart, but it'll fuck you up. I'll text it to you. I'm over Ruth Unless Rundle that. It. And then um, the Twin Peaks soundtrack. Oh, Twin Peaks soundtrack. Can't beat that. And also Morphine. Just oh, yeah. all Morphine. Great. Oh, great band. Yeah. Um, Just like. All right. Well, this was amazing. Jody Bronstein, thank you so much. Thank you. This yeah, was. Thanks, this was did I say your last name right you that did, time? You did. You did. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna do some things. She's got to go pair all these different uh, courses with all these amazing wines over it, at Audrey. We, we did it last night to make sure that I'd have time and that the guests are set up for success. Love it. Yeah. And now we're open it. seven days, so uh, check us out on Resi and uh, and the website Audrey Nashville. The yeah. seven days um, of Valentine's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As always, check out all the podcasts going on for We Own This Town over at weownthistown.net. Always check out the music show. Always amazing stuff from Michael Eads and the crew. Thank you, Michael. For my co-host, Mr. Kenneth Deadman. Kenneth, great to see you, and thanks for all the potluck goodies. Oh, yeah. Thank happy you, Happy Valentine's you, Day guys. and uh, happy un-Valentine's Day, whichever if you're not going to celebrate, if you are going to celebrate, either way. Just stay you, ready. You know either that you're going to need some wine. Stay ready. And uh, stay ready, stay open. Uh, for everybody we own this town and everyone at Liquid Gold, my name's Mike Wolf, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>